the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know, you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you. We praise you and honor you. So, Lord, give us revelation today from your word. Give us revelation in our heart Give us the heart of Messiah today. We bless you, thank you, and honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Amen. And I'm going to continue where I left off last week. Last week we were talking about how to correct people. And uh, if we get finished this one, we'll go into today receiving correction, which is actually much more difficult um, I'm not going to really review what I did l- last week because you can go to the website and listen to it for yourself. But I will say that it is difficult. It is as difficult to give correction as it is to receive correction if we care about doing it correctly. <laughs> and I, I left off with Galatians 6, 1 and 2. So that's where I'd like to start. I'd like to read it again concerning correction. Brethren, if someone is caught doing something wrong, you who are directed by the Ruach, the, the Spirit of God, restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness, looking closely at yourself so you are not tempted also. Then it says, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fill, fulfill the law of Messiah. Now, this is very clear. I believe that God is saying to us that if you're not careful how you correct, you will need correction yourself. And and part of the way you do that is to bear one another's burdens. I mean, you're to do things in a spirit of gentleness. You know, from other scriptures, we know that we are to encourage, we're to bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Messiah. So we see in 2 Corinthians 5, 
uh, and I'm going to uh, summarize some of these, of 518 through 21, that we have been given a ministry. Now, I don't know too often where God says, here is a ministry, go do it. But you have a ministry, and it's called the ministry of reconciliation. When you correct people incorrectly, you will be breaking that ministry that you have. You are to encourage people. You're to strengthen them. And so use your, your this ministry correctly, it says, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that's what's being dependent on, uh, that we, if we do it correctly in him, we might become the righteousness of God. In Romans twelve sixteen through 18, it's says, repay no one evil for evil. So take the emotion out of it. Give thought to what is good in the eyes of all people. If possible, as far as it depends on you, not them, you live in shalom, in peace with all people. And we see in Galatians 6, 7 through 10, again, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he also shall reap. If you sow harshness in your correction, I just want to be honest, I just want to be truthful, then you will probably receive that back at you, and then you will be hurt and upset. So we understand it later on in that those verses, it says, So let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have an opportunity, let us do good toward all, especially those who belong to the household of faith. So I'm trying to challenge all of us to rethink how we speak and how we react to people who we strongly disagree with. So let me give you an example, a real-life example with no names, because if I mention the names... And you might even know who I'm speaking of just because of the subject. But a friend of mine who has a worldwide ministry sent this in one of his email blasts. Uh, You'll notice that I'm not going to mention the names. As I said, uh, both men are very well respected in the believing community. And both have worldwide uh, ministries. So it says, dear friends, as I write these words, the Holy Spirit is moving mightily around the earth, saving lost sinners, bringing rebels to repentance, healing sick bodies, setting captives free, and above all, glorifying the name of Jesus. Now, that's a pretty positive statement. Wouldn't you say opening up? Yes. And you're encouraged, right? And then it says, according to Pastor Such and Such, however... This is actually a farce and a scam, and farce and scam are in quotes. And then it says, in this new book, he claims that this work of the Spirit actually represents the explosive growth of a false church, as dangerous as any cult or heresy that has ever assaulted Christianity. Now, let me just say this uh, what I just read was in quotes. The, I should have said that. The ex, this is in quotes. The explosive growth of a false church, as dangerous as any cult or heresy that has ever assaulted Christianity. 
And he calls for a, in quotes, collective war, end of quotes, against all alleged, and then, quotes, pervasive abuses of the Spirit of God, end of quotes. So basically, in this letter, it continues, yes, Pastor Blank has branded the charismatic movement a false church and is calling for an all-out war against it. I understand the pastor probably has good motives and sees the charismatic movement as destructive. Now, don't you love this letter? I mean, I I don't know if I'm reading it well enough so that you can get the tone of this. Number one, it starts out encouraging. Number two, he makes an accusation and then gives a specific example from this person's book. In fact, two or three examples from the person's book. Then he says, I understand that this pastor has good motives. So he's, he's being encouraging about somebody who has just sort of trashed him. You understand what I'm saying? And, and so he continues by saying, but... So he says, and sees the charismatic movement as destructive, but, number one, this kind of rhetoric will keep people from having time to share their faith. Okay? Do you buy that? I I certainly do. Secondly, this kind of rhetoric, I believe, will cause some believers not to be as close to God. When we go against brethren in that way, our focus is oftentimes on the correction more than on God. And three, I know how I felt when I read what was said, and for a moment I took offense. But then sadness overtook my irritation. Now, I, I, I want you to understand that the correction, so to speak, against the charismatic movement was extremely harsh. And the correction of the person who is correcting the charismatic movement was extremely loving, compassionate, and sympathetic, even though disagreeing. I hope this is a great example in the real world of how we are to correct and how we are not to correct. When our correction brings polarization then I honestly believe that unless we're dealing with life and death, this is a bad thing. I mean, we have to draw a line somewhere, but don't you think we've divided the body of believers enough times? This comes from a correction that I believe is, is not God's heart. And I don't believe this kind of correction brings growth, to individuals, or a movement. So, as we continue um, this subject of correction, and I had mentioned uh, last week about these eight ways to correct, you know, that we should be loving at all times, begin with positive things, use solid examples, try not to use words that will overexpand your point, Try not to use people in your correction 
just let it be from your own experience. That was another thing about those two letters. You don't broad brush a group, and there you saw it again. And let us correct as we want to be corrected. Okay. So um, I think that it is time, really, to look at how we receive correction. Because receiving correction is extremely important. And again, I would just say that whether it's giving correction or receiving correction, it would be good to have Proverbs twelve eighteen in our heart and in our mind. There is one who speaks rashly like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And after reading those two letters, which one was meant to bring healing? What have you done in in the area of correction where you have not brought healing? Consider this your challenge. Okay? So, receiving healing. Most people have a problem receiving healing especially when the person who is correcting you is close to you. I call it the father of the bride syndrome. How many saw that movie? Raise your hand. Of course, I can't see it. Um, So here's the scene. The couple who just got engaged, they're leaving their, the father's house. And so the father says to his daughter, Oh, sweetheart, it's getting cold outside. Why don't you put on a sweater? And she goes, Oh, Dad, I'm perfectly fine. Don't worry about me. And so her fiancé turns to her and says, You know, you might really want to put on a sweater. It is getting chilly out. And she says, Okay. (laughs) And there's a perfect example of receiving correction from one person because you're madly in love with them and not receiving it because it's fatherly advice. (laughs) We need to learn how to receive correction. Proverbs 9.8 says, Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. So the question is, are you wise? <laughs> do you love, do you receive correction and say thank you? Be, do you? Are you open and invited? Look, honestly, there are a number of people that I wouldn't even begin to correct, to try and correct, because I know they're close to it. And all they're going to do is get angry with me. They're, they're going to deflect it. They're going to, you know, and I'm just not going to do it because they they're not open you know their personality does not allow for it and even though probably sometimes i will try just because i'll try and i think it's the right thing to do and i try and do it as loving as possible they don't receive it any rate uh proverbs 12 1 whoever loves discipline loves knowledge but he who Hates reproof is stupid. Now, wait a minute. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just read Proverbs 12.1. <laughs> that he who hates to be corrected is stupid. I would have not used that word. 
But God did, and so I'm just going to let you rest in that. (laughs) Uh, Look, often the only reason we do not like correction is our own insecurity. Let's be honest, right? Okay. Proverbs 15.10 says, Grievous punishment is for him who forsakes the way. He who hates reproof will die. Now, wait a minute. We're going from stupid to dying. (laughs) If you hate correction, you're going to die. Now, I believe that is emotionally and spiritually, but but dying is dying. And it's not, would you agree? It's not a good thing. (laughs) Wise people want understanding and receive correction. Most people have insecurity, but in the confidence of the Lord, we seek to overcome it and desire what is right, having people who will speak into our lives and correct us is crucial. It is crucial. It's how God set up the the body of believers. He set up families this way. He set up friends this way. We need to understand this is crucial. Proverbs 15, 31 and 32. He whose ear listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. So now we've gone from the negative to the positive. God is saying, if you listen to correction, it's life-giving. Okay, so I feel like this is a Deuteronomy moment. Here's life, here's death. Choose one. (laughs) You choose life, right? Okay, then we have to we have to receive and listen to reproof, to correction, and we will dwell with the wise. Verse thirty two He who neglects discipline despises himself, but he who listens to reproof or correction acquires understanding. Correction not only brings life, but it brings understanding. Without correction, truth dies because we only have our own perspective. And after a while, it gets skewed. You know what I mean? Jeremiah 7.28 says this, You shall say to them, This is the nation that did not obey the voice of the Lord, their God, or accept correction. Truth has perished and has been cut off from their own mouth. Left on our own, we begin to make ourselves God. We lose perspective and can leave the truth. Correction brings our pendulum back to the center. We have to be humble enough to admit it if we're wrong. And and not even if we're wrong. We have to be humble enough to know that there's a good possibility we're wrong. And it shouldn't affect the security of who we are because God wants us to be corrected, remember, so we can grow, right? So you are being encouraged to become more holy and more righteous, and this is a good thing. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Pride is such a big factor which keeps some of us from being corrected. 
We need to be open to correction. Though the, Hosea 7.10 says, Though the pride of Israel testifies against him, yet they have not returned to the Lord their God, nor have they sought him for all this. You know, another thought is, rather than defending our errors, allow real correction. People are hurting so much it is hard for them to not take correction personally and and just really feel uh, negative about it. Look, God will lift you up at the proper time. It's all about faith. It's all about trusting God. It's all about believing his word. Don't allow people who are correcting you, don't allow you to get angry at them. They are doing you a blessing. They are, even if they do it wrong, don't you don't have to correct them receive what they are trying to give you god in james 4:6:10 opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble therefore submit to god but resist the devil and he will flee from you resisting the devil in this case is resisting the the emotional distraught that is caused by correction resist that because that's the enemy not wanting you to be corrected. So you need to flee from that enemy. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of Adonai, and he shall lift you up. We're so busy defending ourselves and our position Even if we are wrongfully, verbally attacked, we usually can better our position by not getting into a fight. So, there are so many things here. You know, there was a time where I was working with someone who was writing a letter to their relative who had really hurt them. And they assured me that their letter could have been much worse (laughs) <laughs> when that that is that's a sign that the letter wasn't good wouldn't you agree it could i could have written something much worse however when we read the letter together they understood that it was still of the flesh we went over the goals which were of of this letter to be respected for his wife to be respected and to restore a good relationship. So we had to totally rewrite the letter because we now knew that even though they were corrected poorly by that relative, and this letter was a correction, they could not do it if they were going to get into a fight. And so we went over the letter carefully, and I have a great report that that it was accepted well, and, and there was a lot of healing. And again, we are to bring healing. I, I believe this is a gem in Deuteronomy 28, 13. So listen up here, okay? The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you only will be above, and you will not be underneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully. 
the head. Listen now, listen to my interpretation of this because we're going to close with this. The head sets the course. The tail reacts to what the head does. Are you the head or are you the tail? Let me repeat that one more time. I really want you to get this. The head sets the course. The tail reacts to what the head does. Are you the head or are you the tail? Well, I'm going to have to close again. I can't believe the time goes by so, so quickly. If you're enjoying this show, I'm going to ask that you help um, uh, support us as as we have bills to pay. Uh, please call Karen at 813-831-5673. Go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. Email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. And I pray that you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let us close with prayer. Abba, Father, Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. God of Israel Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.